Welcome back to Duskwall. As always, thank you so much for joining us. We have nearly 1,000 followers on Twitter, which is honestly kind of mind-blowing. The Magpies fan community just keeps growing, and it's because all of you wonderful people leave reviews and live-tweet new episodes and tell your friends about the show. If you'd like to support us financially and help us do more awesome things, check out our Patreon or our Shapeways store to get your very own, very cool Magpies pin. The Descent into Midnight Kickstarter is still going. I am the accessibility consultant on the project, and last weekend, we posted the screen reader-friendly versions of the Quick Start materials. I'm really proud of the work we've done to make this game accessible so far, and we are planning on doing so much more. Descent into Midnight is a really fun, creative, emotional game, and we're working our way through the stretch goals right now. The more we unlock, the more stories will be told with this game, as most of the remaining stretch goals are about streamed episodes of an actual play or written fiction inspired by the game's themes. So if you haven't yet, go check it out and consider backing before the Kickstarter ends on March 15th. Next, Minna is going to tell us about this month's featured charity. This month's featured charity is the League of Women Voters. They have a mission to empower voters and defend democracy. By working to expand voter access and fight voter suppression, they provide election guides and information for voters and help them register to vote. Uh, if you'd like to donate, they can be found at lwv.org. Today is Super Tuesday in the United States, meaning that in our painfully long and increasingly bizarre election cycle, a whole bunch of states are holding their primaries today. If you haven't voted yet, pause the episode and go do that. Unless you're listening to this episode on your way to your polling place, in which case, carry on. Voting cannot and should not be the end, though. There's so much more to do before the November election. Local elections are of critical importance, as are House and Senate races. And above all that is the necessity of protecting and expanding voting rights. Look for opportunities to help in your area, many of which can be done from your home or meeting up with friends, writing letters, making calls, or sending texts. Making sure as many people as possible can vote is one of the best ways to turn back the tide of fascism and hate flowing out of our current government. Now then, let's get started, shall we? We open up on a small apartment building in Crow's Foot. It's the nicer area of an overall uh, not great district, sort of quieter residential area. And we we move inside one of these apartments. Um, it's very minimalist, I suppose would be the word, pretty sparse in terms of decoration. The The furniture and things that are in here are all pretty uh, more utilitarian than uh, anything. And you know, the, the cinematically, the camera kind of moves uh, into a, a small uh, dark bedroom where someone is sleeping in a, a bed. Uh, th there's a creaking sound outside the, the apartment, and this person 
sits upright, gun in his hand, and we can see that it is one Bazo Baz. He he has <laughs> pulled a gun out from under his pillow and is sort of looking like looking around, slides out of bed, makes his way across the apartment, and listens at the front door. And he like wraps out a, a, a beat on the door and then waits a couple seconds. And when he, he seems to be waiting for a, a response that doesn't come. Uh, so he, you know, unlocks the door and then does that thing where he yanks it open and sort of lunges out into the hallway very quickly, gun first. He sees, as he's looking around, there are two bodies on the floor are dressed sort of the way that the lamp blacks usually are, kind of, you know, boots and bracers type look. There were chairs outside in the hall that they were apparently sitting on, and they have fallen out of them onto the floor. So he, he like, kneels down to, to check the pulse of one of them and then curses under his breath and straightens up. Um, and as he straightens up, a blade is laid across his throat. Oh, Bazo seems less alarmed by this than by his dead guards. He immediately grabs the wrist, twists it around. There's sort of a popping sound, spins around, and without really looking, fires. And uh, uh, the person holding the knife collapses to the floor, clutching at their stomach, already bleeding out. And as he turns, a knife comes flying down the hallway at him, thrown by someone else. He manages to twist so that he catches it more in the shoulder than in the heart where it was aimed but he you know cries out in pain when it impacts his shoulder and he looks up just as the person who threw the knife disappears around the corner so leaving him in his apartment hallway with a knife in his shoulder and three dead bodies so he's not having the best night ever (laughs) and from there myra you got a a note mm-hmm. written in handwriting that you did not recognize. Uh, it's not Jaren for sure. Asking to meet you uh, at this cafe. Interesting. It wasn't signed. It was just a note saying this is the basically Panera I usually meet Jaren at, though. Correct. Yes. Son of a bitch, you all did make it a Panera, didn't you? <laughs> I'm just making sure that it's the same cafe as yeah, Panera, but that's what we yeah. call it. Yeah, it's that place. <laughs> Getting some microwave macaroni and cheese. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you, you'd gotten this note asking, someone asking to meet you here. What do you, what do, you do? Um, It does specifically ask for you to come alone. Yeah, I mean, that is a red flag. I'm definitely going to show the note to Blair and Minx. So, why are you meeting with Bazo Baz? Is that his handwriting that is? Yes. It's too clean to be anyone else. Bazo Baz, <laughs> the guy who caught us spying on him and breaking into his place, Bazo Baz? Precisely. Yeah. Huh. He says come alone, as you can see. An ambush of this fashion does not seem to be Bazo's style. He does prefer upfront business dealings. And if he was going to ambush you, it wouldn't be in Night Market. That's really far away from That's his turf. That's our turf, not his. Yeah, yeah. He is he is coming to your place of business. Yeah, he's almost setting it up as like, yeah, that that seems like an up, a thing that he would do trying to make it seem like it's on the up and up. Yes. Like, no doubt he has... An ulterior mood motive to whatever he says, but 
It's a gesture of faith. Sort yes. Of. I Good faith, think rather. we can trust that you will be safe at the cafe. Yes, I do think I'm going to go meet him. We're not on the best of terms, but I'm definitely interested to hear what he has to say, if this is the trouble he's gone to. Would you like us to observe from a distance? No. I, I, I think you'll, you'll know if something happens, because you know the time and the place and when I'm expected back. But, but will I, we know too late? I don't think this is a good idea, Myra. You asked, did get kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit last <laughs> time. <laughs> he is in good faith coming here. I think that if we show this much distrust, it might scare him off. It just depends how much we're willing to risk in order to get his good favor and how much we want that good favor in the first place. <laughs> I think we should have someone watching, just in case. Perhaps neither of us, perhaps a friend of ours. I'm more comfortable with that. Who can we send? Maybe we could just pay a cabbie to chill across the street for a moment? Or we could get Kay. Or we could get Kay. Although, were something to happen, she may just outright kill Bazo Baz, which... That's not a bad idea to have in our back pocket. <laughs> I mean, you want me to have backup, right? Yeah, K, K is backup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what? Let's ask K if she is willing to stand outside the cafe for about half an hour. <laughs> so I think that <laughs> there's just a, a, a quick cut to the three of you standing on some dock in the canals and K being like, Hell yeah! <laughs> Cut to the cafe. <laughs> Kay is, I think, um, hanging out at a. Uh, there's like a newsstand across the street that she's hanging out at, perusing the papers and pamphlets and such. And she's gotten like a, a, you know, something to snack on from this cafe. Standing over there because she wanted to come in and like get a lay of the land. <laughs> Which chairs can I pick up and throw? <laughs> that sort of thing. So yeah, Kay, Kay is um, not like immediately across the street, but close enough that if if you yell, she will be there in about ten seconds. Um, so yeah, you uh, how how early do you get there? Um, I'm gonna say fifteen minutes. Okay. Uh, when when you walk in, Bazo is already there. Oh boy. Oh boy, he's Myra, but worse. <laughs> and he is, uh, he's at your usual table, but he's sitting in he's your in usual my spot. spot. Myra yes. does not let on that this is uh, slightly frustrating to her. She just, like, calmly settles into the spot left for her. How does he know that's my table? How does he know this is my cafe? He doesn't, he knows it's your cafe because he has sources. He yeah. doesn't know it's your table. He just Got lucky. did the same. No, he did the same assessment of the, the place that you did, Fuck. which is, oh, this is the one that gives me the clearest sight lines Fuck of all the windows and exits. <laughs> and therefore, I will take this seat. Listen here, hero. We're not so different, you and me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, you, you sit down and he kind of nods at you. It's like, expected you to get here a bit earlier. Got good tea, at least. Um, 
and he he picks up the the mug of tea, but he's um he picks it up in his his offhand and yeah, we'll sip at it. Uh it's like uh, so I guess at the top I should ask this. Uh you haven't sent anybody to try to kill me recently, have you? You haven't done anything recently that warrants it more than usual, have you? Not that I can think of. Then there's your answer. We're not irrational. Well, I figured I should clarify that before I uh, ask what I'm going to ask. Somebody killed my guards and sent people who were, I assume, trying to kill me. And uh, I am pretty sure it's somebody in my gang. Somebody in your gang? Yeah. There have been some complaints lately about how I've been running things. People don't like that I'm in the docks. Quite frankly, I'm starting to lose interest in the docks. However, I know that you and Ellie and the weird little one. You know she goes by Minx now, right? He, he shrugs and then, like, winces a little bit. I, I know that the three of you have some kind of beef with the Circle of Flame. And I know that you need me to hold the docks on your behalf. <laughs> on our behalf? Well, you sure as hell don't have the manpower to hold it. That's why you got me involved, right? Your whole stunt with the, the ghosts and all those downtrodden refugees. We didn't get you involved to disrupt all civilian life in the docks. Last time I was there, it did not look like a place where anybody was happy. Not you and not them. Well, if you don't care if uh, Lord What's-His-Name moves in and takes that territory and builds that factory of his, then that's fine. I can just walk out of here and go hire a private eye. Do you have any suspects? Or is it that everybody in your gang wants to kill you now? Most of them are still loyal. But there, there's been grumbling. And if somebody else takes over... They're going to walk away from the docks. I think that I can turn this around. I think I can still profit there. Whatever gang they are, the Umbra Hunters, haven't been as organized of late. If I just get more time, I can solidify my hold there. But there's people in my organization who are no longer willing to give me that time. So, I need you and the other two to figure out who's leading this would-be coup. And bring them to me, so I can deal with them. I'm going to need a list. The people you think are the most suspicious, and also the people who have the most friends among your gang. So, he he tells you, I, I think just to sort of, to keep things focused and useful, um, you basically end up with, with three names of interest. The first is a woman named Constance Cora. She is already dead. <laughs> She was one of his lieutenants who um, very publicly called him out about his dealings in the docks. Uh, he responded by sending her and her gang to the docks where she got killed by, you know, in a, in a rival gang shootout. However, some of her people may be holding a grudge about that. Some of her friends might be. Constance herself, unlikely to have committed the crime, seen as she's been dead for a few weeks, but some of her people, maybe. There's also uh, a, a, 
another lamp black lieutenant named Andre Rowe. He also uh, raised some concerns to Bazo, although he did that in private, but it, it did turn into a bit of a, a heated argument. And Andre went missing um, not long after Constance was killed. The third name you get is uh, Rado Viktorov. The Lamp Black's main business, well, they, they're kind of their two main criminal enterprises are cheap drug dens and street toughs. <laughs> Uh, will beat people up for money. Rado Viktorov runs one of the drug dens in Crow's Foot. Specifically, he runs the one closest to Bazo's apartment, and Bazo's guards tend to be pulled from like the enforcers' his place. And he 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 will kind of describe what happened when he was attacked, what he saw, and it looks like his guards may have pre-gamed their work shift a little bit, which is not uncommon for his people. They had, you know, gone to Rado's place, taken some drugs. A couple hours later, they were dead, uh, apparently of poison. So he's suspicious about that. So those are the, the names that you get um, as kind of your, your starting leads. Baza will also tell you that, in his opinion, the, the best way to approach this is that since, you know, it's a pretty well-known fact amongst the Lamp Blacks that they don't get along with the magpies, that if you start coming around asking about people trying to kill Bazo, maybe they'll assume that you also want him dead. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, he, he basically says that you all need to find the people responsible, bring them in if possible. He, he wants them brought to him alive. And in exchange, he will continue to hold the docks as opposed to just doing what uh, most of his gang wants and bail on it. Anything else that Myra wants to, to ask or say at this point? I think she like, Bazo generally keeps well, no, did he keep his word about after the riot? Like Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, that's why he's in the dock. Yeah. He just, we, I just don't personally like the way that he's doing it. We don't personally like the way he's doing it but he kept his word. Right. We did kind of replace one asshole with a different brand of asshole, but he's slightly the lesser of two evils, so. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, if, if a single gang holds a territory, that territory tends not to see a ton of violence mm -hmm. because there's not a lot of, you know, fighting happening within it. Yeah. So he's not entirely wrong in saying that if he can just get the docks locked yeah, down yeah. or like his section of the docks, like things will probably get better. It sounds like we have a deal. Wonderful. And he again, kind of starts to reach out with his right hand, stops, puts his hand back down and then holds out his left to shake. Do you need a healer? I'll be fine. You sure about that? We've got one at our disposal. I'll be fine. Try not to get killed before we find the person who did this. Try to find him quick. So we want to hop back to the, the nest. So yes. Myra can, yeah. So I, I think we, we come in on the end of Myra explaining all of this. All right. Before we start planning, I have something very important to do. Minx will go to her room, open the door, and before it shuts behind her, she emerges in a new outfit. No! <laughs> no! Oh, I thought she was <laughs> For the listeners at home, it's about as stereotypical a Sherlock Holmes outfit you can get. 
complete the deer stalker. <laughs> the deer stalker and the pipe. But of course, since this is minx, the coat is cinched in at the waist and has a skirt instead of trousers and thigh highs. <laughs> <laughs> now then, my dear Myra, what shall we do? Yeah, I thought Minx was going to go to our room to scream, but this is much better. <laughs> yeah. I also love that we have, like, now two Sherlock Holmeses in the party. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I realized the other day that Myra is basically a Sherlock Holmes XP. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Yes, but I have the aesthetic. What do you all want to... Okay, so this is the part where I should explain how this is basically going to work. Blades in the Dark is not entirely designed well for solving mysteries. Gathering information is the mechanic by which you would solve a mystery, but when there's not a score that necessarily needs to follow it, it it kind of falls apart a little bit. So how this is going to work is that the this is going to be there there might be a little bit of a score type engagement towards the end when you figure out who done it and need to bring that person in but otherwise it's going to be gathering information against a clock and when that clock fills in the people involved in this are going to get suspicious and they're going to go after Bazo again I see Basically, you know, if you roll low on the gather info, that'll add ticks to the clock. So we're not necessarily going to be setting position and effect. You'll be making gather info rolls. You know, there's consequences attached to it. There may also kind of, depending on what the role is and what you're doing, I may go with that there is a personal consequence rather than ticking up the clock. We'll kind of see how it goes. Um, This is all... I, I'm winging it. <laughs> I have not ever used this kind of uh, twisting of the mechanics before. So uh, we're just going to see how it goes. Um, I'm going to type in this clock here. <laughs> the Bazo murder countdown. <laughs> At least it's a 10 clock. <laughs> and I think that you can also potentially do things... Like, if, if the clock starts getting up pretty high, um, we can talk about if you want to do things to sort of try and bring that down. Do we have an, a, a clock for us, or is it more fluid on our end? Uh, it'll be more fluid on your end to to kind of put the clues together and figure out who is responsible. Despite my love of mysteries, I'm actually really terrible at deduction. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, I um, similarly, uh, I also like mysteries, but putting them together, especially for RPGs, is really tough. Yes. So I, I have a person in mind, and I do have a failsafe <laughs> for somebody who can just give you the correct answer. <laughs> if it gets to that point, if if I'm doing a really bad job of giving you clues, or you all are just really stumped, I've got a thing <laughs> that can happen. So I, yeah, like it's, I, I've been working on this for like the last week. It's really hard. So we'll we'll see how it goes. With all that said, uh, what do you all want to do to start investigating this? Hi. Wish to track down this missing Andre Rowe. Okay. I think finding him will shed some much-needed light on this situation. I just have this image of us just rolling up Toronto's club <laughs> and going in and just pretending to be patrons. 
That is an option. Just really quick. I know this conflicts with Blair's trauma. However. But we need to say it this episode. Let's split up, gang. We'll find more clues that way. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like Zoinks Hex. <laughs> <laughs> Minx is going to go investigate the, the missing person of Andre Rowe. Do the two of you want to go with her? Or as was suggested, do you want to split up to find more clues? I mean, splitting up during gather info is Fine. Yeah. I am going to roll up and pretend to be a patron of Rado's Club. Right. And if you don't roll well, actually become a patron. And Ooh. potentially get poisoned. Who knows? Yay! Fun time. Yay! So I, I think Blair, it actually could make sense for you to investigate Constance, because, like, she she's dead. She could have left a ghost. Depends on... <gasps> that is criminals. True. Criminals are not always the best at proper body disposal. <laughs> yes, this is true. Okay, so let's, um, yeah, let's start with Minx. I think my angle is I just want to find the people he works with and make like, I think my angle is, first of all, I'm Shirley Hawkwood, private detective. Mm-hmm. I think a um, companion if Andre is worried about his whereabouts and has hired me to figure it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. She came into my office one night. Legs for days. Far too many <laughs> legs. More leg than any woman should have. <laughs> she was a spider. Uh... <laughs> my god. <laughs> kind of mixing genres here, but <laughs> No, no, I'm I'm into it. I just, um, I really want to see Minx in a noir episode now. Okay, so, yeah, go ahead and, and roll me something for, for chatting with some of Andre's associates. Um, I feel like Sway is appropriate here. Mm-hmm. Because I'm using a disguise. You are. Well, I got a six. Yes, okay. So you get a, a good amount of information. Yeah, you you talk to some of the people who used to kind of work in Andre's gang. And uh, I think in particular, you talk to um, a, a woman named Katya, who says that they pretty much all assume that Bazo had him killed. Right. And they, they also assume that Bazo had Constance killed. They just are, you know, that's that's kind of how you do business. But they don't have any proof. And it's the thing that's weird is that normally there would be a, a body. Bazo isn't the type to just disappear someone. Mm-hmm. He'd want to make an example. He, he'd want to make sure that people knew that they were dead. Like, Constance, he, you know, they assumed that he arranged for her to be killed, but, like, everybody knew she was dead. Uh, somebody just going missing doesn't match his style, necessarily. Mm-hmm. So it's a little, that's that's a weird thing. The other thing that Katya can tell you is that a number of Andre's uh, former lackeys, gang members, uh, have ended up working um, as enforcers at a couple of the drug dens, one of which is owned by Viktorov, Rado Viktorov. Interesting. Minx puffs thoughtfully on her pipe. <laughs> I think the last thing that you get from, from Katya is that she says that Andre was unhappy with the direction things were going, but she believes 
that ultimately he was loyal to Vazo. Mm-hmm. But she does not know what has become of him. I see. Then the motive is called into question. Thank you for your time. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Very confused. <laughs> Let's go to Blair. Hello. Hi. Um, you're looking for a ghost. I am. I am going to roll a tune. Yes. Hmm. Two, four, six. Okay. So I think that kind of initially you sort of have to ask around to try and find where Constance was killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I think there was like a big shootout on a bridge and she got shot and fell into the water. Oh. So um, how, do you, how do you go about luring in like a specific spirit? Interesting, because I imagine I don't think I have any of her personal belongings. There's no way I would have that. No. Do you think I find her just through kind of word of mouth asking around some friendly spirits I am already acquainted with in the area who are like, yeah, there's a new face in town? Yeah, you know what? I think that makes sense. Blair just sort of asks around through the the ghostly network. After a little while, I think you're like hanging out on this bridge and um, it gets really, really cold around you. If you look into the ghost field, uh, you you see a woman in probably her late 30s, broad shoulders, uh, pulled back, a lot of tattoos. And she is, you know, fairly recently dead, but is already kind of losing substance. Like, she's not feral, but she's on her way. Right. So you got a six, correct? Yes. Okay. So what what specifically would you be asking Constance about? You know, probably, you know, what the last moments looked like, the motive. Um, do you know who was coming after you? Description of... Okay. If she caught a description of the person. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was, like, it was a, a shootout with another gang. Right. The Lamp Black side was winning and had taken out most of the people and then somebody kind of slipped into the back ranks of the their opponents and just usually these sort of things you're just kind of shooting at anybody you can get this person clearly was shooting at her oh so it was targeted it was targeted at her and yeah she recognized the the shooter as a guy named henner henner um who is in fact one of like bazo's not lieutenants, but like trusted enforcers, like still a, a street thug, right? Um, but somebody that Bazo would call upon for things such as this. So it seems like Constance was killed by Bazo indirectly. Gotcha. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But she might have some information about. You can ask some follow up questions and see if she knows anything about other people who were maybe opposing Bazo. Yes, I would like to know about that. So what uh, she's able to tell you is that, you know, kind of the the lieutenants of the Lamp Blacks uh, had been sort of talking this over amongst themselves recently. And you get, uh, you you know, again, she mentions Andre. Okay. As one of them who was unhappy with the direction that things were going. Um, Rado Viktorov, again. And then uh, two additional names... Selma Anadio 
she's pretty high up. She kind of like oversees all of the drug den operations. Uh, and then Yvette Baldi, who also uh, runs another drug den. So basically like Rado and uh, Yvette kind of report up the line to Selma, who then reported or who reports to Bazo. Gotcha. So the two of them were also unhappy with how Bazo has been running things. Yep. Um, Selma in particular, like she had been unhappy for a while and then her twin brother got killed in the docks <gasps> and she's been a lot more unhappy. It went from kind of Bazo, this is stupid to this is personal. You fucking asshole. Yeah. yeah. All of these people all thought that this was bad for business. Like, holding the docks is draining money and people, and they're not getting much back. So that is what you are able to to find out from this ghost. Um, And I think it takes you a while to kind of pull this information out. Yeah. Because she, you know, like, you have to ask a lot of, like, very precise questions and also probably a few times like fend her off because she's just kind of like i'm hungry and just will move to like take your body and you'll be like nope have some more ectoplasm (laughs) yep yeah yeah can i send her over to the reconciled or do you think she's too there's not enough there yeah at this point okay bummer yeah you can you can try you could you could jar her and try and take her out to the deathlands later (sighs) but no uh, all right, so Myra. Hello. Uh, you are going to a real sketchy drug den. I am. So you walk in, and this is like the the place that you used to go, the Devil's Tooth. That was a classier joint. They had private rooms. It was a classy, was... trustworthy, not sketchy, not super yeah. sketchy joint. This is not that. <laughs> this is... There, there's a handful of rooms, but it's basically like there's just, you know, a group of people in each room on various things. Probably a lot less quality control <laughs> in terms of what you're getting. What is, what's your stress at right now? Two. Two? Okay. So I'm doing good. Yeah, you're, you're not feeling too stressed at this point. I, I think as you're kind of moving into the, through the space, um, you... I think can since it's a, a tar-like thing, you can kind of smell it being cooked as people are prepping it. Some kind of, like, sickly sweet smell or something, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and it's, like, it's kind of niggling at the back of your brain, but you're not quite there yet. Yeah. But what are you, what are you, what info are you looking for here? Who do you want to talk to? What do you want to find out? I, yeah, I'm going to go talk to Rado. Okay. What do you want to get out of him? So I think she approaches him. Hello, is you're you're Rado, are you? Aren't you? Yeah. Who are you? Uh, my name is Myra Keel. I am looking for a haven, shall we say? Okay. Kind of waves a hand at <laughs> the the space. Find a cot. I'm sure you understand that as the leader of the Magpies. Out of character. She's not. The leader. She's yeah. just playing it out. <laughs> she's just she's doing this for effect. Don't kill me. Um, I'm sure you understand that as the leader of the magpies, I have to be selective. And why did you come here? Because I think you and I have an enemy in common. And you know, the enemy of my enemy. 
roll something. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we, we have now reached the point yes. where you have piqued his interest. Yes. Um, I think it's a sway because I'm lying through my teeth. Mm-hmm. Five. Okay. He eyeballs you. And, like, he'd been acting really, like, like not making eye contact, just, you know, sort of staring into the middle distance, um, not super engaged. But when you say that, like, his gaze and focus suddenly sharpen, and he looks at you. The magpies, you said. Yes. Oh, kind of fucked us a while back, you know? Uh, from what I hear, us is a very splintered concept these days. We fucked Bazo. He, he stands up from the table he's sitting at and just sort of gestures for you to follow. And he, he will walk you back into his office, which is a very, like, small, cramped space. And, like, sits you down, closes the door, sits down behind his desk, and then kind of, like, um, you know, leans over and opens the door and is like, you want a drink? Sure. Too bad. And he comes up and has a gun on you. <laughs> oh. Okay. A precaution, you understand. Yeah, I think she's still playing the badass and she is not going to flinch. <laughs> so, who tipped you off? I have friends in many places. I'm sure you understand I don't really want to reveal my sources and they're not particularly close to your, to the person who originally learned it. So he kind of eyes you again and is like, so what do you actually want? What I actually want is to get in on this plan that you have going, whatever it is. Well... You understand that I can't just give you everything because I have no idea who you are. For all I know, Bazo fucking sent you. Oh, I fully understand that you wouldn't trust me immediately. What is what is a token of good faith that I can give him? A handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because I'm, I'm also trying to think of like what is something he would ask you to do to prove... That you yeah, because I don't think we want to do a score for him to prove ourselves to him, because why would we do that? Yeah, yeah, um, that's a lot. Ooh, I wonder if there's something I could have acquired for him that I have a reasonable suspicion he would want that would help him, but I don't know what that would be. Maybe... So, okay, the information we have on him is that there have been poisonings of... Yeah, ba yeah that, well, so... The guards who were on Bazo the night of the attempted assassination had visited Rado's club uh. before and then died a couple hours later of a poisoning. So Bazo thinks that whatever they were given, whatever drugs they did while they were here, was released with something that killed them. How does he know they were here? Is it just word of mouth? Probably, yeah. And this is also the drug den closest to his apartment, so his guards would often come from here or go to here after their shift at his place. I was thinking maybe he'd ask you to, like, acquire some of the poison, but that still is giving away that he actually, you know, is involved in that. Um, oh, I have a connection to... I have connections to several people who make weird and subtle things. Perhaps I could suggest that I have a connection that could get him something subtler and slower acting. Sure, yeah, let's go with that. You were a little sloppy the other night with your attempt... The timing on that could have been better. I've got a few connections in strange places who might be able to get you something slower acting than that. Something that looks less like poison as well. Bring me whatever you can get your hands on and we'll talk. If it's any good, maybe I can introduce you to some people. 
Out of character, how are we going to test this? Um, I'll just have you do an acquire asset roll. No, I just, out of character, is somebody going to die? Who shouldn't die? <laughs> I'll just have to get something that has a- I'll have to get something and an antidote. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, Myra, you're you're leaving again, and yeah, I think on the way out is where it hits you. Because, like, you were able to focus a little more on the way in because you knew you needed to talk to somebody. But on your way out, you didn't push yourself mechanically, but you pushed yourself sort of internally Mm -hmm. to have to get through that conversation. And it would be nice to just Mm -hmm. take a break for a little bit, wouldn't it? So I think Myra is going to need to make a resistance check or... What's the resistance on that? uh, For this, it's going to be resolve. All right. I think we're going to do that because... She doesn't trust this guy to give her. She has stuff at home. Uh, that is a six. Every goddamn time. Okay, yeah, so you just, you managed to shrug it off and keep walking. However, I am ticking up the clock one because you got a five. Yay. Uh, so, yeah, they, the, they are, there. there's a little suspicion. I'm sorry that this was a half-baked plan that we had to think how to make work. <laughs> it's okay. We're, we are all muddling through this. Like I said, this is an experimental thing. So I'm guessing that the the three of you will will reconvene after sort of your first day of murder mystery investigation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you've got a variety of leads. Um, you've got a couple new names, um, and you also have a not admission of guilt, but a not denial of guilt from Rado Viktorov, mm-hmm. um, who who seems to be amenable to Myra's offer of additional poison. So how how do you all want to proceed? Well, first we must address the issue. Well, it may very well seem like he's the culprit. Given that this seems to be a widespread descent sort of thing, who's to say that it wasn't all of them? Or some of them? Hmm. Or that he's merely planning his own attempt in addition to someone else trying and failing? I mean, that's true, but he's also the only lead we have right now. I suppose so. I am certainly intrigued by Rado. It seems that something may be going on with him. But I'm also very curious about Selma. If they're all unhappy, she would be a good candidate to climb up in Bazo's place. Especially if she has two lieutenants already on at her side. That is true. Do we want to pursue her? I think it's worth a look, but we do have an in with Rado, so maybe we begin with him. But I would like to keep her in mind. I see. That sounds like a plan. What has Rado asked of us? He wants a slow-acting poison. I suggested that I could find one for him. I... Do we really have anyone who can get us that? Seeks might be able to whip up something. Yeah, <laughs> You're I was right. going to say, we have Seeks. <laughs> also, we have Brilla Drug Dealer, uh, who may have some connections. We have a couple of connections we can like talk to to see if they could find us something like that. Since this is a mystery, and we've made the Sherlock Holmes reference, can we get a hand on a hold on that drug that makes you seem legally dead for a time? Uh, see, that is that is actually, <laughs> I was thinking something along those lines, yes. where Seeks would be able to give you something that would knock somebody out without killing them. So we'll get something that leaves people, yeah, that knocks people out or leaves them bedridden, but we'll clear up. We'll, we'll just say that you're, you're acquiring an asset from Seeks. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like something like this is going to be quality level is going to be four. Somebody can roll me a 3d6. I can do for that. Your, your cruise tier, and we'll we'll see what you get, and then how much money you might need to really? spend. Really, it's three. Oh no. Uh, okay, so that's going to give you a result of two. How do we? Can we push quality level up? If you spend two coin, that'll get you up to what you need. I only have one coin on my person. Believe it or not, I have coin on my person. I have three coin. Oh my Whoa. gosh! I know Blair has money. <laughs> <laughs> I will use one and take one from someone else if that's fine. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that what it is is that you kind of describe to what you need to Seeks, and Seeks is like, okay, well, I am going to need uh, rattles off a long list of very expensive components, and then you all have to go on a mini shopping montage to get all this stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's something that's going to take like a week to actually go into effect. It's anywhere from like four days to a week. But, but if, as long as they watch during that window for the guards to go out, and then it won't look like, oh, they just came from X drug den. Oh, okay. So really, really slow acting. Or or it doesn't have to be four days to a week, but like a couple of days rather than like, oh, later that evening, they passed out after visiting okay. the drug den. Because, you know, when someone gets food poisoning, you don't usually look to the place they went three days before they got the food poisoning. That's true. Does Myra want to deliver this alone or do you want to bring the other two? What, what do you guys think? I'll tag along. Okay. Uh, she is going to brief you that she uh, pretended to be the leader of the gang and also is adopting a slightly different persona. I don't think I'm going to show up. <laughs> okay. I'm there with the lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Uh, Minx, bleh, Josie is... <laughs> I almost asked Minx, is Josie doing anything? Which... <laughs> I mean, I'm just sitting here, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Josie, do you want to have Minx do anything while these two are going and talking to Rado? You could follow up on one of these other names. I know Myra said she was interested in learning more about Selma, potentially. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to figure out some more info about her. I, I think my disguise angle on this one is that, like, I'm looking to open a place, but I don't <laughs> want to do that without the permission of, of, of a kingpin. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Because I don't want to get my kneecaps confiscated. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's start then with Myra and Blair. It probably takes Seeks uh, a few days to whip something up, but, but she will present it to you very proudly and will describe how it works. So yeah, you, you show up back at, at the drug den and... Yeah, Rado will escort you back into his office and kind of looks sideways at, at Blair when when she follows Myra in. My friend Blair. Uh, the fake names? No, Myra went in here being like, I am Myra Keel oh, of the Magpies. Oh, if you want a persona, though, you can have, you can have a persona. No, fuck it, if I'm we Blair. Her time. <laughs> it's fine. And he's like, uh, alright, uh, you, uh, bring me anything interesting? She wordlessly slides a file across the desk. And what does it do? Within 48 hours of being administered, the target should pass out. I'm sure you can keep an eye on the guards during that period, and it won't be directly after coming from your establishment. That uh, could have a lot of applications. I think I'm going to need another role from you to, to persuade him to admit to anything. Can it? Hmm. It might be Sway again. Mm-hmm. Would you like an assist? I mean, sure. Uh, I did get a six on that. Okay. 
so he, he kind of eyes you and is like, well, I'll have to take this uh, up the chain to see if she approves of the plan. And uh, if so, he kind of pauses for a second and says, what do you want out of this? Bazo has not exactly held up his deal, his end of the bargain. While he has attempted to main- maintain control of the docks, we had planned to have more involvement. Frankly, we want the docks for ourselves. Hmm. I'll take that uh, higher up the chain, too. Come back in a couple days, and I'll let you know how things sound. And so he will sort of shoo you out. But what he did let slip inadvertently is... She, higher up the chain. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So let's get over to Minx. Yeah, I I don't want to directly meet her yet. I want to figure out as much about her as possible. Okay. Trying to start, like, a small personal operation. But okay. She she's kind of the she's the drug kingpin of the area and can't really do that without permission or knowing how to approach her. So Right, right. Of you know, how much wh- what's my initial offering in terms of uh, a bribe right. that I need to make? <laughs> what's the weekly cut that I need to be setting aside, that sort of thing? Right. Got it. Um okay, so you're you're kind of asking around some of the other drug purveyors. Exactly. Okay, yeah, go ahead and make me a roll. Six. Okay, so uh, on a six, a lot of what you get is pretty consistent in terms of like what, you know, Selma expects from people in terms of getting a cut, how much money is, you know, kind of due up front. You know, there, there are certain drugs that they want to have, they want to maintain a monopoly over that you're like not allowed to, to offer. And, you know, if you start asking more about like, oh, you know, what is she like to work with as a person? Because I assume that's sort of where you steer around to. Uh, yeah. You know, for a, a high-ranked lieutenant of a criminal organization who makes its money through beating people to bloody pulps and cheap drugs, um, she's a pretty fair person. If you kind of stay in your lane and do what's expected and pay on time, you'll basically be left alone. And if you kind of develop a good record of like, you know, if you pay consistently for a year and then you have a bad month, you know, you'll be given a few days or even a week to get the money together before they come after your kneecaps. Yay! (laughs) Although I, so I think what you do get is that like, uh, some people report that that that's kind of how things operate. You do talk to a couple of people who say that lately she seems to have been less flexible and less patient, has been a lot more demanding that people pay up immediately, has even been turning up a little bit of pressure in terms of, um, you know, asking for more money than normal. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Okay, so it's definitely like affecting her work right now. Mm-hmm. Something is. Yeah. Okay. Where can where can I meet with her? Um, I think that for 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 meetings, you know, kind of if she's meeting with either other gangs or independent contractors, as it were, independent operators, she has a place that she meets with folks in Tangletown. Oh yay! <gasps> yeah, yeah. Which is um, an old Leviathan hunter that sank in the the river near Crow's Foot. And basically a bunch of like people started building on it and kind of lashed old ships to it and expanded it out. And it's now just sort of like a a little floating shantytown neighborhood. And everyone in Crow's Foot 
um, and even like a lot of the gangs throughout the city, respect Tangletown as absolute neutral ground. Gang warfare is not permitted there, and it's a self-policing system if, you know, even so much as like a bar brawl between a couple uh, opposing gangs, not even like a serious fight, um, we'll see all involved, grabbed by other criminals, and chucked into the river. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they'll swim to shore, maybe they won't, but it's just like, you don't start shit in Tangletown. Because it is important to have neutral ground for these sort of things. So I think there's a, uh, like a little dive bar where she, she will conduct meetings with people. Okay, okay, that's good to know. And kind of rules out taking her during a meeting. <laughs> yeah, that was part of what I was like, oh, this this will also add a bit of a wrench to... Uh... <laughs> yeah, now we know where she'd be heading to if mm-hmm. I scheduled a meeting. Yes. I'd, I'd like to reconvene before I decide on other stuff. Okay, so the, the name of... I, I went to a... Uh, a tavern name generator and the name of the the dive bar where she wants to meet with you is called the cheap club <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're getting <laughs> um but yes yeah you can all reconvene and figure out what you're doing next yes we do still need proof ultimately I mean, we're not trying to get this passed in a court of law, but we want to assure Bazo that he is safe. Like, Rado admitted to it, basically. Yeah. But will that word be enough? Well, Rado admitted that he was a lackey to somebody. I think it would be good to confirm who is in charge of the operation. We can make a guess, but we can't be certain. Yes. Yeah, I think Minx. I will. I will tell you that I think you know Bazo well enough to know that he will take verbal confirmation. Okay. Of like, yeah, he doesn't need you know uh, a, a written out plan in somebody's yeah. handwriting. If you come in and be like, "Yeah, it's these two fuckers." Yeah, like to be honest, he'll probably take who we give to him. Yes. But if we're wrong, that could be bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we want to get the right person too because we don't want him to die necessarily and the person above what's her name selma is just bazo again Mm -hmm. right she answers directly to him yeah yeah but you said bazo still needs to go up the chain to the crows yeah the crows run crow's foot Uh uh-huh bazo wants to take them down someday but he is not in a position to do so at this point so basically him he doesn't answer like he does not work for the crows in order for him to operate in Crow's Foot, he has to basically pay a percentage to the right. Crows. Are there any opposing forces on the docks? Yes. In addition to the Umbra Hunters, who, you know, are, are somewhat weakened, um, on the docks you've got, where are they? The Bill Hooks and the Grinders. Uh huh. Both of whom are also Bravo's street toughs. Right. In addition to the conflict between the Umbra Hunters and the Lamplacks that you all kind of generated, um, you also introduced a third very violent, you know, violence-inclined faction into the docks. Like, that's the problem. We can't rule out that someone in another group isn't pulling the strings. Like, it may be very well be agents that are working in the Lamplacks, but... As far as up the chain goes. Yeah, it could be. 
the the leader of the crows is a woman too so who knows yeah so well the crows are top dog so unless they are they have gotten worried about the lamp blacks they probably wouldn't do this yeah, I will say, because, I mean, you all are criminals. You're just sort of tapped into the, the local gossip. Yeah, the, the problem that the, the the crows had with the Lamp Blacks previously was because the Lamp Blacks were at war with the Red Sashes. The Lamp right. Blacks won that war, the Red Sashes have been wiped out, and now the crows are fine with whatever the Lamp Blacks are doing so long as they're getting paid. Right. Uh, so long as they pay their money and they know their place, everything's fine. And right, right now, Bazo is not making any plays. Here's also the thing. It could also be very well be the Circle slash Umbra Hunters. They have shown that they can figure out people who are close to us through Salia. Like, it's possible that this is an outside scheme to take Bazo out, potentially to get to me. But then again, they'd also know we're not on great terms, me and Bazo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's, there are a lot of possibilities. This is true. Like, I, I think it's probably either that or it is Selma. Well, I think either way, you probably need to go meet with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do all three of you want to go? Yeah, we might sure. as well. All right. So, I, I think you, you know, there's there's messages kind of sent off, and you arrange this meeting. And, yeah, you, you make your way down into Crow's Foot, um, kind of across the... Not... Bridge is a little too generous of a description. <laughs> Rafts and boards kind of lashed together that lead out to Tangletown. It, it's it's not a very there, there's like I think there's ropes that are kind of tied across as handholds slash things to grab onto if a board drops out from under you. It's not easy going. Your boots, all of you, end up like soaked because you know the all of these things kind of sink down into the water a little bit. There's waves lapping up, mm-hmm. but you you make it over to Tangletown and uh, over to the cheap club. <laughs> <laughs> Where you find Selma waiting for you. Uh, I think she she is Akarosi, short, dark hair, light skin. I think she's got like a burn scar on the like right side of her forehead, kind of going up into her hairline. Wearing a hat, sitting there drinking, drinking the one thing that's on the menu. You you just you go and you ask for a drink, and you are given something <laughs> that bears a resemblance to a beer. Honestly, I think our angle here, we might just be, we come as ourselves, and, like, we know no violence can happen here, and, like, I can tell if she's lying, so we just gotta try and provoke something. That makes sense. Do we want to call this the start of a score? It kind of feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is a social score. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I feel like, if nothing else, like, the guy who more or less admitted to being involved in this uh, indicated that she was the one that he was taking his orders from. So if if nothing else, you need to grab her to find out, does it it stop at her or does it continue on higher up? Right. Just going to say this is a 2d6 engagement roll. And I got a six. So you're starting off in a a controlled position as you're walking into uh, this, technically a bar. Um, but Selma is, is sitting at a table, has uh, a mug in her hand already, and kind of nods at you all when you come in. Heard a lot about you, the famed magpies. Well, I'm glad the papers are getting around. 
Have a seat. Minx will gingerly sit. The crate, like, creaks ominously under you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lyra sits with absolute confidence that nothing will give under her. It also creaks, but yeah, you're fine. (laughs) Am I the trifecta? I'm the one whose seat, like, just breaks underneath me. Nope, you're fine. Comedy comes in threes, (laughs) Ree! <laughs> it hasn't broken yet. One uh, of you still could. Okay. Uh, Re periodically makes a roll. So once you're all seated, Sama will kind of eye you and is like, "So I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that you are not actually interested in opening up a uh, another drug den in my neighborhood, right?" Uh, no, we aren't. Uh, we've been having to tell many stories in order to work up to getting a meeting with you. Yeah, I heard a couple of them. Kind of glances at Myra. Wouldn't you love to know which ones are true? She just smirks and takes a sip. So, what are you actually after here? We want to know whether you have attempted on Baza Baza's life. If you have, well, we might be able to assist. Give me a roll. Yeah, I I think this is... Sway, you're lying. Yeah, I guess I'm lying. Yeah. Like, I'm... The thing is, I'm just, like, trying to go for candor to get her to say something that I can use, like, looking in a mirror on. Mm-hmm. I've got a feeling this isn't the place where candor will... Well, no, candor probably would work. You're being blunt, but you're not being truthful. Mm. Critical. Oof. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I think part of it is just sort of like, okay, we've been lying all day, we've been dancing the games, we're here on neutral ground... Let's let's get to the point, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of how how she's going to react to this. Okay, I I know what it is. So I I think she kind of eyes you, Minx, and smirks and is like, well, "It took you long enough." <laughs> From what I heard, you and way Baza talks about it anyway. You and him have been heading for this sort of thing for years. Yes. Well, I think we have been trying to give each other a bit of a three strikes rule or five or seven (laughs) apparently he ran out on your side huh yes once he changed and not for the better oh don't we all hmm this could actually work to my advantage uh I have a feeling that he suspects anybody who's ever uh, said an ill word about his leadership or decision-making abilities, so... No doubt. I know that you all aren't on the best of terms with him, but he might not see you coming. So if you all want to do the honors... I know that he does not think we can do it. But if we're doing it for you, well, might as well get paid for our time, yes? Sure. We, are, we are speaking with the ringleader, yes? So I'm not sure I'm comfortable making this deal with a lackey. Yeah, I'm the one in charge. Is she lying? I think Myra glances sideways at Minx. Let me look up the text of that. A lie of omission is a lie. So, uh, Minx, whatever kind of... Y- you can tell that she is leaving something out. She's not entirely lying. She is in charge of this operation, but there's something missing. Yes. <laughs> now I'm trying to think about my approach here. Yeah, do we want to press harder, or... I, I think Minx will just say out loud, Well, that was awfully crook. Fucker got my brother killed, and I was willing to be patient and talk to him and hope that he'd get his head out of his ass eventually, and then I ran out of patience. I see. 
And there's a lot of us who aren't happy. So I talked to some of them and we came to an arrangement. He's gone. I take over. We pull out of the docks. We start running this gang sensibly again. Stop getting people killed. That's sorry for your loss. She kind of nods and takes another swig. So real quick out of character thing right here. Uh Uh-huh. I wasn't expecting to have sympathy for it. Welcome to hell. I (laughs) I did it on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How do you want to proceed? I think Minx just wants to push ahead and get some numbers on the table and, you know, just proceed normally. And then as soon as they're out of Tangletown, be like, what the fuck? So basically try to to get her to agree to like, okay, I'll pay you X amount to kill Bazo, right? Yes. Okay. Um, We can just sort of gloss over that negotiation. I I think that between all of you and and Selma, you're able to to come to, I mean, it doesn't really matter what you all agree to because you're not going to get that money most likely. uh, Yes. Unless you all take a hard left here that I am not foreseeing. Yeah, you you agree to something that's reasonable. A reasonable amount of money for an assassination. It's fine. Yeah. And then, yeah, she says when it's done, she'll contact you and you'll meet back here. Okay. Is the the plan. And she, when when you all get up to go, she does not move. Yep, she makes sense. She's staying put. Yeah. Minx wants to get out of there and meet with Pazzo as soon as, as soon as she can. I, I mean, if the three of you want to go straight from there over to, uh... Sure. Uh, Lamp Black's headquarters. Well, I just want to make sure we're on the same page here. We're definitely killing Bazo. Oh, no. I just wanted to figure out what the fuck happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just talk to Bazo and try and get his side of things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like, okay, we know, but you need to explain any- everything before we tell you. Okay. Cards on the table time. Yeah. So. Do, do you go to Lamp Black's headquarters or do you send him a message and try to arrange a meeting elsewhere? I, I think Minx is reckless, so she's yeah. going to push for her uh, Lamp Black's headquarters. Just, just march straight I'm up gonna, there. I'm going, I'm going to push for an empty house that is neutral territory. Yeah, I don't like the idea of meeting him on his home turf. <laughs> if Minx is outnumbered, she can be restrained. So. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> Minx striding forward and Blair and Myra grab her arms. No. <laughs> yeah, so I think you, you, you send him a note and find like an abandoned building not too far from headquarters, so it's not like you have to wait a really long time. Yeah. And yeah, he uh will make he he shows up after a little bit, walks in, like as he walks in the door, he's pulling a gun out from under his jacket. Not, like, aiming it at any of you specifically, it just... Paranoid. He's very paranoid right now, yeah. And he just has agreed to, even though it's people that he knows, he still has just been invited to a meeting in an abandoned building. (laughs) So he he walks in and, you know, like, looks a little surprised to see uh, Minx and Blair there. He's like, oh, so you brought the whole family along. Quite. We have a name. Wonderful. What haven't you told us? What are you talking about? What is going on with you, Bazo? You killed Selma's brother. I didn't kill her brother. He was up in the docks. Docks have been bad. A lot of people have died up there. She is the ringleader. It seems very much like someone will simply step into her spot. Ringleader? Who else? Who else is involved? Rado. Oh, I kind of figured. All right. Anybody else? Someone named Andre. I 
went missing weeks ago. I don't know what happened to him, but if he turns up again, I'll keep it in mind. That's the thing, Pazzo. Her sentiment of you, her thinking you got her brother killed, that was a common element with everyone we investigated. Different reasons. Of course, there are some like Razo seeking to pounce on it, but... You're finding people both inside your gang and outside your gang. Something needs to change, Pazzo. And what the fuck do you want me to do? You're the ones that uh, said that I could waltz into the docks and hold it and have all this wonderful territory, and I've been getting my ass kicked for months because of you. And it started as a general you. It very quickly narrowed to Minx <laughs> in terms of who he's addressing. Believe it or not, I don't want you dead, Bazo. I know, you just want to see me off my throne again. No, Bazo, I want you to... I want you to be doing all right for yourself, not, I don't know. If I pull out of the docks, I keep my word. We agreed that I'd hold them. I've been holding them. And I am not entirely without a heart. I know what's going to happen if Mora moves in. It's bad now. It'll be worse. Mm -hmm. It'll be so much worse. If I pull out of the docks, a lot of these problems that I'm having will go away. So are you all going to be able to do something? I'll admit, I don't know what to do either. There's only so many of us. Do the people of the docks know that you're there partly to protect them from that? Is there a way that you could make allies where you are now? The, I mean, the refugees that moved back in, yeah. But hard to protect people when I'm fighting a war on three fronts. Well, I guess four fronts now, because I got internal strife. If there's anything I've learned, it's that making more friends has never made the fight harder. Well, occasionally... You know, people are able to threaten you through your friends, but I don't see you, I don't see that stopping you. If you can get more allies, that can only be good. Take some of the burden off yourself. Ask for help. Eyes Myra for a long time and then looks at Minx and just kind of tightens as John is like, I've found that uh, friends are rarely as reliable as you'd like them to be. Minx will just kind of look away in shame a little bit don't have a lot of people that I can turn to right now, and it's uh, not easy to build new connections when you've got this many knives at your throat. I'm trying to think if we have any allies that we could connect them with. Yeah, you don't have allies among a lot of gangs, is the thing. It's yeah. like you have a lot of individuals, but you don't actually, right. like, I think the closest that I could think of is like the Silver Nails. Um, and they're not so much an app. They're, you have a mutually beneficial relationship with them. I'm still trying to think if there's any way we could harness the citizenry of the docks and like have them actually be, you know, working with Bazo and not being terrorized by Bazo while he's trying to protect them. <laughs> Bazo, you have how many underneath you? Dozens within the gang and without? We, there's the three of us, but think. How have we managed to survive, especially with the circle after us? It's real fucking rich that you, of all people, are trying to sell me on the power of friendship. I know. Whatever happened between you two, it was years ago now. It was actually a couple months ago when you all interrupted uh, my ritual and uh, attacked a bunch of my people, and that was much more recent that you all kind of screwed me there. What were we doing then, out of character? You were planting a fake hand of Kotar to instigate the Circle of Flame to start attacking the Lamplax. Uh, that's right. Yes. That's right. We weren't friends for to, a while. 
The current situation that Bazo is in is about 85% y'all's fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's see. What can we do to help? We could give him cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you could... Uh, basically, like, he's staying in the docks because he knows that if he leaves, it'll be worse for the people there. Mm-hmm. Doing something to, pr- you know, continue to prevent, something else to prevent Mora from moving in if the yeah. Lamplex pull out. Or finding somebody else to ally with him, like convincing another gang to, to back him up so that he can actually, like, get some breathing room. Because he's never really had a solid hold on the territory. He's had to fight for every inch of it this whole time, and that's why it's been bleeding him dry. Bazo, what do you know about the Circle? Uh, they really fucking hate you. I mean, that that is true, but them personally. Uh, they're running the gang that has been a pain in my ass. One of the gangs that's been a pain in my ass lately. That's about all I know. It's kind of all I need to know. Do you know which one of them is pushing... That gang at the moment. Shrugs. Hmm. And then winces. Still haven't seen how that scene too. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I think I think maybe we might have the contacts to, if not another gang, at the very least, sway opinion. And then of course I've got if she sort of just clicks her sword gain for everyone else. For the first time in a while, Bazo actually kind of like gives you a, a, it's a small smile, closer to a smirk, but it is, it is genuine. It's like, huh, oh, you toughened up again, Ellie. Well, having friends will do that. <laughs> right. I am gonna clean house, ask some questions of some people, and uh, in the meantime, if you all can figure out a way to get me some breathing room, do it. But otherwise, I can't hold the territory much longer. If you end up having to leave, do so. We don't hold ill will about it. That actually, like, he he seems to relax a little bit. I guess apparently keeping his word is very important to him. I hadn't really thought about that prior to this episode, but I think that's (laughs) where I'm landing with him. Yeah, seems like. I mean, that tracks. I just can't get over the fact that Fire. Also, are just like dark mirrors of each other. Yeah, and another, and a, and there's an alternate universe where they're the best of friends. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all right, well, you all see what you can do, and uh, I'm gonna go torture some people for information about who's trying to kill me. And he kind of <laughs> salutes at you and goes to leave. Thanks for listening. The Magpies will be back in two weeks. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at magpies underscore pod and visit our patreon at patreon.com slash magpies podcast the magpies podcast is gm'd and produced by re follow me on twitter at rhiannon42 and check out rpgskillcheck.net for my copy editing and accessibility freelance site blair culhane is played by kim kogut follow her on twitter at kim deanna jones Minx is played by Josie. Follow her on Twitter at DragonGirlJosie. And watch her art streams at picarto.tv slash DragonGirlJosie. Myra Keel is played by Minna. Follow her on Twitter at MinaMinar. The opening and closing theme music is from Trio for Piano, Violin, and Viola by Kevin MacLeod. 
and is used under a Creative Commons license. The Blades in the Dark roleplay system is the creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. Now, I'd like to thank our stupendous Patreon backers. Kyle Maxwell, thank you. Christopher Kelly, thank you. The Bar, thank you. David Bell, thank you. Hexy, hexy mess. It's a mess. <laughs> um, We're okay, to so. Solve a murder.